The NBA season is heating up and Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon have got you covered on The Mismatch. They discuss all the news, the trends, and transactions happening around the league. They also offer their on-court analysis and occasionally get into heated debates. Check out The Mismatch on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerMBA. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerMBA right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are back for another edition of Matt Hooper. We have a return guest. He's a native of Minnesota, Minneapolis, allegedly. I think he's from St. Paul, but um, I'm not sure why he's upset. Maybe because he's a Timberwolves fan. Maybe he doesn't feel like he's getting the respect he deserves. Maybe because he has um, one hairstyle that kind of looks like an ode to Michael Jackson, but I'm not really sure. His name is Barf. He's back. Barf, why are you so mad? Hey, man, look, I'm so happy to be back here with the acrylic. I mean, aluminum foil. One. My, you know what? My bad. Let me be respectful. Mama told me when you go to somebody's house, got to be respectful to their crib. So I, I, not for you, not because you, Roger Bell, not because you, Logan, but the homegirl, Sasha. She set me up real nice today, so I'm going to give her love because she be making y'all look good. Y'all don't deserve it. But really, I'm here to talk about Anthony Edwards again. Roger, I told you I, I need my credit. You were sending shots like I wasn't going to listen to the pod. I was hearing you, and I want to let you know Anthony Edwards is about to get robbed. And I want to know how I know. I'm a Minnesota fan. I've been getting robbed since I was six. Come on, the KG, the, the Sam Cassell dance. I was there. We were all there, okay? I'm tired of getting robbed. He should win rookie of the year over that one guy in the East. The other guy missed like 20 games. Uh, Anthony Edwards has been there every day. Since the All-Star break, I give you 23, 5, and 4, I think. I didn't really check it because I'm mad. You know when you're mad, you don't really want to read. But I want to know, why, you know, what's going on? You know, why am I about to get robbed? Am my man about to get robbed? Let me know. Let me know. Mm, Roger, do you have a response? Mm. I'm just going to say, like, I, I would love to come on here and, and tell you why I'm mad as a rebuttal to Barf's anger, but I got to co-sign with Barf. Uh, the wow. man should get rookie of the year. Listen, injuries played a role in my decision, certainly, but the highlights, mm. they came more frequently as the season went on. The numbers got more consistent as the season went on. The only problem for the youngin is that he's playing in Minnesota, and Minnesota... Mm. Gets no love on the national scene. Dysfunction mm. starts from the top, my dog. Mm. I've been telling you from the jump, and he's going to get screwed, and I, he doesn't deserve to be screwed. Minnesota is mm. going to jinx this man out of his rookie of the year. 
Mm-hmm. Real one's up mm. next. What's poppin'? Real ones. Late night edition. Logan Murdoch here. Raja Bell there. Raja, what's poppin'? Sasha coming through in the clutch with the rundown. I didn't have it. It just mm. comes to my phone. I didn't even ask for it because I was embarrassed. And boom, mm. there it is, right before, right before you tip it off. I got she the put rundown. it in the We're chat. Straight. She put, put it, it in the, in the fucking, fucking chat. chat. Put it in the chat. Shout out, Sasha, man. This is the new Monday night edition that we're gonna be doing during the postseason. Raja. Is up like is really late. His eyes are red. He's ready to go though. He's ready to go. He sent, some, he sent us a picture before <laughs> this before this pod. It was I'm not gonna release it, but it looks so sad. It looks so sad. He put it in the chat. It was like I don't know what it was, bro. You could superimpose this joint to be like an R and B cover. It was hilarious, bro. It was like hey, it was all vibes. I was on the couch. The house is quiet. My mother in law makes the best like. um um, crochet blanket slogan so soft mm-hmm. and like the you know i was just man i was about 30 seconds from being out until you guys said let's get it popping it looked like 80s r&b it looked like like when you go when you go with your, your mom or your dad and you go record shopping and you go from the 1983 <laughs> and you see it looked like raja bell my love yearns for you the album that's what it looked like that's what it looked like um before we get to um the postseason, we're recording this on a Monday night, the night that the Portland Trailblazers have lost to the Denver Nuggets, and also when the Milwaukee Bucks have just straight destroyed the Miami Heat. But before we get to that, Raja, I got a rant because it's something local here. It has to do with the Bay Area. I have to get a Bay Area rant off because I've just been waiting to just get this off my chest. Um, and I just want to preface this by saying the real ones know what I'm talking about, but let me just get to it. I can't fucking stand San Francisco. And I'm not talking about San Francisco, just, I'm not talking about San Francisco, the people. Shout out to all my people in Fillmore. Shout out to all my people in The Point. Shout out to all my people all around. But I was leaving the city the other day and um, I was trying to go to the East Bay and I, it took me 45 minutes to get to the Bay Bridge. It took me 45 minutes, Roger Bell, to get to the Bay Bridge. And um, I just can't stand it. I'm fed up with San Francisco. I am fed up with everything. I am fed up with the, with, there's no parking there. When you go there, the houses are too expensive. They're very nice, but they're way too expensive. You buy, you spend $1.5 million to buy a beautiful house and can't nobody find no, no parking. You can't find it. <laughs> I cannot stand it. I went this weekend, you know, we're vaxxed. We're ready to go. So I went out, you know, had some people in town, and we went to go get some sushi um, in the Presidio, right? Great sushi spot. Fantastic sushi in San Francisco. It took me 25 minutes to get a park mm. to go get sushi for a mm. reservation that I had, right? Mm. It took 25 minutes. I scoured around the place and it's I finally found a park. It was seven minutes walk away, Raja Bell. I can't stand San Francisco. There's beautiful views, there's beautiful history, there's beautiful people in San Francisco, but you gotta get rid of the freaking traffic, man. You know what? The pandemic sucked by all accounts. The only silver lining about the pandemic was you can get a park. And you can drive. That was it. 
Tell them why you mad, son. I'm just really I'm mad, man. You know, the East Bay is, that's why the East Bay is so much better than San Francisco, man. I'm sorry. I just had to get that off, Roger. I'm sorry. I was just pissed and I had to get that off my chest. Listen, it's late. You know, that things pile up. Sometimes you just got to let it out, man. Can I can I tell you why I'm mad right now? Can tell I me give why you, you mad, little, son. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm not, and I'm not even angry, like raising voice mad. I'm 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 hurt. Um, I've been, I'm like public enemy number one in Phoenix right now in terms mm. of, you know, we did a little segment. I thought it was, you know, it was like part of the gig. It was like real or fake. And the, I feel like I've been mis, I've been misrepresented for mm -hmm. what I actually said. Like, there was no context put to well, what tell, I said. Tell us, tell, tell us what happened, Roger. Tell us, give us the full rundown, So we please. were doing a segment called Real or Fake, and it was it was real or fake in, 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 in regards to whether or not you could win a championship this year. So it, it, in light of that, only a few teams are really going to be real, right? Um, mm -hmm. Never did I say Phoenix wasn't dope. Never did I say they weren't a great team. I just say, I, I said they were fake this year as it pertained to winning a championship because I felt like their window was going to open next year. They were a year ahead of schedule with that. They just needed a little seasoning. Never did I try to take away from the dopeness that is the Phoenix Suns, right? Like it's been a story all year. We've talked about it in our preseason pod. Logan, we both picked them to be a great story this year. And we here love I Phoenix. Go. We have oh, so much love for Phoenix. So much love for Phoenix. And I'm hitting the little Twitter bird. Like I'm checking my shit out and I'm all like posted as being like the Suns are fake. And so that's why I'm mad. I'm disappointed. I love Phoenix. Yo. I don't know what to tell you. I was looking at the mention. Somebody said that Raja Bell is my idol, and this is so disappointing. What we said was that we love Phoenix. They're just not going to win it this year, and they're about a year away from being true contenders because they have to just go through some bumps in the road. That's, That's all we said. we said. That is all we said. We love Phoenix. Matter of fact, I hope Phoenix makes it um, to the postseason and goes far next postseason. You know why? Because one, I love Phoenix, and two, a Phoenix LA or Phoenix wherever you go in the postseason, a week in Phoenix is great. It's great. It has the best taco spot I've ever <laughs> had. I love Phoenix. It's right near the hotel. I, hey, Big Black Trey, if you're out there, you when I when this drops and you hear this, I forgot the name of the place. Tell everybody the name of the place that we go to, and 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 Phoenix. It's a great place. It's right around the corner from the spot. I love it. We love Phoenix, man. We're gonna get to Phoenix in a second in the Phoenix Lakers series in a second. But we would just want to say we love Phoenix. We want it. We want a touchdown with peace when we go to Sky Harbor next time. We, next oh, time I'm we in, go to Sky I'm, Harbor, we just nothing but love. Logan, I'm talking Tempe. I'm out in Scottsdale. I'm in PV. Like, I'm I'm all over. I love Phoenix, man. I love the Phoenix metropolitan you area. You didn't want to like, leave those, Phoenix. What? Tell him you didn't want to leave Phoenix. Come on, man. You know I didn't oh, want to leave. We but, already talked about already, already talked. I got about a that. new job, dog, and I got to keep it a buck. I do think mm. they're, I think, I, I, I think it's in front of them. That's what I'm saying. I think it's in front of them, which is not a good the thing to, to say. <laughs> It's a good place to be in. Oh, my goodness, man. We're going to get to it in a second. But it's like it was so great to see that Phoenix crowd. It's blissful. It's right the way crowds are supposed to be where they're just like before stuff gets real, real, you know, and they just start like, oh, man, you know, we're, we're talking about multiple titles. I'm not saying you guys are going to get multiple titles, but you guys are going to be contenders for multiple years. I truly believe that. Anyway, let's get to tonight real quick. Let's just get this out the way, man. This might have been the most boring night of the NBA <laughs> postseason that I have seen. I just want to get that out of the way. The Milwaukee Bucks just straight hammered the, the Miami Heat. It wasn't even a contest. Quite frankly, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I probably would have turned it off after the first quarter. 
Um, it was it was pretty rough, Raja. Um, we're gonna get to uh, Dame time in a second, or lack. He was it was the only time that it was for the Portland Trailblazers. But I want to get to this to this Milwaukee Bucks Miami Heat game. Miami, the Miami Heat just they just didn't want to be in Milwaukee, man. I don't know what it was. They just didn't want to be there, and they just got clobbered from the jump. Raja, what did you see from that game that really stuck out, stuck out to you, if anything? Um, yeah, so it's interesting because, you know, I live down here in the Miami market, right? I'm in Fort Lauderdale. So I, I listen to all the, all the, um, all the, you know, sports talk radio and it's all about how the Heat have, they want the Bucks, and, you know, what happened to them last year. They're going to double down on that. And so then after the first game, the spin here was that, you know, Miami should have won that game. They just, you know, uh, Chris Middleton hit this huge shot and I'm sitting there watching it, you know, saying, well, damn. I mean, they made 20-some-odd threes. Milwaukee couldn't throw it in the ocean. Giannis tried to trick away the game at the end with the missed free throws, and they still pulled it out. If I'm Milwaukee, I'm feeling pretty good about that shit. So as what happened tonight was, you know, you saw a team get over the little bit of hangover that they may have had, maybe just the little bit of doubt that they may have had coming off of last year's series with the Heat. If you were the Heat, you needed to get them in game one. Because once you didn't get them in game one, they ain't worried about it anymore, right? Like they shot the ball. They were the aggressor. It meant more to them. They looked like they were there to prove the point. Um, and the Heat looked like they were just ready to get back home and maybe try to defend home court. But the Bucks were the hungrier team. And they looked like whatever reservation they had about maybe not being able to beat the Heat is gone. I just would like to say, before we get into some more questions, I would like to give a public apology. I would like to give a public apology, and you know where I'm going with this, Raja. You should. You should apologize publicly for this. You should. I am going to apologize. I'm going to say his name. I'm going to say his name. One, Chris Middleton, who I have not been high on throughout the the season. I have called him an overqualified two. I have disrespected him in every way. And I would like to I would like to apologize personally to Chris Middleton. I don't even know if you're <laughs> listening to this, bro. But if you are, <laughs> apologies to you. There's a lot of people, and you know this, Raj, as a player, that if they slander somebody, they don't go back. They don't they don't go back on their word. They don't go back on their word. I am someone that will go back. I was wrong. I was wrong. I apologize to you, Chris Middleton. That's all I got to say, man. Keep doing it. You're killing Keep it. Doing- Hey, listen, it takes a big man to do that, right? Number one, all right? Number one, I'm going to give you your flowers in this too. I'm going to give it takes a big man to do that. But narratives change, right? Like they change. This is an ever-evolving like opinion, right? So, you know, while one season someone may not live up to that, the next they can redeem themselves. That's the beauty of the game, right? And Chris is playing playing phenomenal. And you know you know the other thing that the, the Heat better figure out real quick, Logan, in this series? They better figure out how to be the tougher um, more physical, more defensive-minded team. Because if you're not going to have that approach as as the Miami Heat franchise in this equation, you don't have the 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 the, the star power on your side. Like that that's on the Buck side. So you better be the hungrier, grittier, tougher, um, more Heat culture type of team in this series. If you can't find a way to be that, this is a wrap. The thing that I'm seeing with the Miami Heat right now is it seems like last finals run. I wouldn't say it was an anomaly. But it does. Okay. Well, you will. But what I will say is it definitely looks like you caught lightning in a bottle. Right. And it doesn't seem like, you know, from, you know, the time, the turnaround into, um, 
into the season going on. You deal with a lot of injuries early on. You kind of bounce back a little bit. But it just doesn't seem like the same magic as last year, right? And this is supposed to be a team, heat culture, play hard at all times. This is, bro, Bam Adebayo, who by and large was Giannis's kryptonite, played like, played like crap. You know, this is, he didn't play well. He didn't show up. And he was the difference maker against the Bucks last year. He did not. He has not shown up these first two games, and that's been disappointing. Um, and this is the guy that's supposed to take the next step, right? If you, you know, even the, the the rumors, whatever you want to call it, when they were talking about Giannis even potentially getting traded or whatever you want to call, right? Bam Adebayo was the guy you would trade him for, right? To go to Miami, that would be the guy. He's not even playing like that guy to start this series, and that's been disappointing. Jimmy Butler has not been has not been has been disappointing as well it, it just it doesn't seem like the heat culture that we know and that we by and large we love has been up there and i know pat riley's pissed i know eric spolster's pissed i know the whole organization is pissed it's just not good one thing i want to ask you though and um you know this was something that was a quote that was said by jason tatum and saying that essentially jimmy butler tricked us in the in the bubble last year this was something that, you know, it was just a controlled setting. It wasn't like it was it was in a normal setting. Do you think that the bubble atmosphere and this current atmosphere is. Do you think that that do you think that this is a, that he has valid points on this? What do you what do you think about this? Is there is there a is, do you think that there's a difference between the bubble atmosphere controlled setting versus fans right now? One hundred percent. Um, now okay. I don't, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say Jimmy Butler tricked us. I, I think Jimmy Butler is dope. Like you put Jimmy Butler on a real team. One. Yeah. It's a real one. It's going to be hard for me to bet against that team because he's just made of the shit that I think you need to be made of, um, to, to win in this league. So let me say that, but I do think that the heat, and I've said it before on the pod, um, of the teams going into that bubble, they were u- uniquely like position to be successful in the bubble because of all the things you just talked about, because of that culture, because of the way they're able to, you know, all kind of get on the same page and get focused really quickly. And it, it, it's the, it's what they preach in that building, right? Like they, I felt like they gained the most from being in that bubble environment. I don't know anyone. And I don't mean this as a shot to the heat. I don't know anyone that would have picked the heat, even going into the bubble, like, let alone the beginning of the season last year to be a finals participant. Like if you can find that person outside of Miami, show them to me. I don't think they exist, right? The heat really did capture lightning in a bottle. And I do believe that for, for especially the younger players, like the, the Tyler hero, who's phenomenal, by the way, um, having that, that lack of atmosphere for road games, I think it, I think it helped. I think even for Duncan Robinson, you know, who played a phenomenal game one, I think in your, in your first real playoff series, not having those fans in there to sway emotions or have you, you know, maybe second guess. And I think all of that helped even bam out of bio. So I do believe that the heat were able to do some things in the bubble last year and, 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 you know, capture the moment in a way that they may not have been able to do had there been fans and you were in a regular atmosphere. If you were in a regular atmosphere, that is. Yeah, I mean, we, we've both been to playoff games. You've played in playoff games. We've covered them. Different animal. Different, whole different beast. It's different. I had a coach tell me, um, you know, when I, when, I was covering, when I was covering the league, was like, yo, man, you think you're in shape um, for a regular season game. Times that by 10 when you're going into the postseason. And then times that by 
50 when you're going to the finals, right? Like it's, it's totally different from a conditioning level, from a, a mindset level. And that's when it comes into, that's, that's when it comes in with fans, you know, and different, you're basically playing a glorified AAU tournament. Everything that I've heard about the bubble, it was like, it was like a glorified AAU tournament. You know, there was a few fans there, but they were largely family members that was there. Right. Right. Um, and I, I think that there's definitely been a change in there. I'm curious to see what Miami does when they come at home, man, because historically that that's a real ass organization. They have a lot of pride there. You got a guy like Jimmy Butler. They got to get game three, bro. They have to, or else this is over. And all that, that, that stuff about, you know, Giannis being, um, you know, soft and all the stuff that you hear from last year, you can tell that the Bucks have internalized all of that. Oh yeah. They've internalized it. They feel that way. There was a swagger tonight. You know, Giannis was, you know, talking shit. It was just, it was, I respected the energy from Milwaukee, man. I respected that. I, I, they're, they look like a team on a mission right now. The roles have been flipped from last year, Logan, what you're talking about. The Heat were the Heat were the team with the chip on their shoulder last year, right? The Bucks were, were they the number one seed in the Eastern Conference last year? Um, or the number two? I don't know. You forgive me. I think they were number one, right? But it doesn't, the Heat were true underdogs, right? Us against mm-hmm. the world mentality. Um, and, and while... The Bucs are a higher seed this year. All we talked about was the pressure that was on them having been swept by the Heat last year and and what was going to happen if they were to lose to the Heat again. And so, you know, they have the organic underdog mentality, even though they're a higher seed. I liked what Budenholzer did, um, you know, uh, tonight. I, I think there was a lot more player movement, ball movement, Giannis being the recipient. Uh, kind of the finisher at the end of a play, not not always the igni- the you know the igniter or the initiator of plays. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting because I agree with you that the Heat is a super proud organization. They, they're going to come home. They're going to give the Bucks their best punch. Um, I, I just don't think it's going to be enough. We'll see what happens. Let's take a quick break. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident. It was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. And we are back. Let's talk quickly about the Portland Trail Blazers Denver Nuggets series because we haven't talked to you guys since that series started. You know the Blazers have a place in my heart. Well, actually, just one player has a place in my heart. It's Dan Lillard. He put some respect on his name. The first, the first uh, game of the series went into Denver. Got a win, big win for for Portland. Um, they lost tonight. Yeah, let me get the score. It was they lost tonight one twenty eight one oh nine. Pretty much only person that showed up for the for the Blazers was Dame. Um, that the Nuggets are an interesting team. I don't think that they're a contender. I don't know what I said. I think I called them fake. I don't think I called them real. I think we both called them fake by and large. Um, but Aaron Gordon on Dame Lillard was mm. a pretty interesting wrinkle. And something, you know, I'm not gonna say San Jose beat Oakland today. I will never say that. But <laughs> it was a pretty interesting. It was a pretty interesting matchup, man. To put a guy like Aaron Gordon on on Damian Lillard to not 
stop him, but to slow him down was pretty interesting. I like that. That was pretty good from Denver. It was great, great end game adjustment by Malone and company. Um, it's one of those adjustments, though, that's not really going to, I wouldn't imagine it has legs in game three. I think that's one where you probably caught Portland off guard. The, le- the mm-hmm. length and the athletic ability of Aaron Gordon while the ball's in Damian Lillard's hands is effective. It is. Yeah. It's effective because he can move with them. He, he challenges jumpers. You saw Damian Lillard. There was one where he kind of came off a screen-to-screener action on an out-of-bounds play, and Dame airballed on a late contest by Aaron Gordon. That's just length. Damian Lillard's not used to seeing that type of length, like flash into his vision, you know, at the last minute on the shot. But what you would do to counter that is get him off the ball, right? Like Aaron Gordon's not going to be used to chasing and running and running and chasing Dame around the court. And so, you know, I think Portland would be prepared after watching film and getting a chance to really game plan for that strategical adjustment by by Denver. So I don't I don't know that it would have legs in game three the way it did in game two, but it was a great in-game adjustment. Well, I don't want to spend too much time on the series, honestly. We we had on the front on the onset. It wasn't like it wasn't a great game tonight. But it wasn't, what I would but Denver did what they were supposed to do, Logan. Like, they, you, you, well, I was going to ask you in that way when it's a one-one series. This is the, what I was going to end on: was who won the first two games? Right? I feel like it's a net positive for the the Trailblazers to get Game One, and they're going back one-one. I think you know with Game Three back in Portland. I think Portland is in the driver's seat right now. What do you think after after tonight? Without question, if you're going there as 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 the Trailblazers, you're going there to get one game. Once you got one game, we're playing with house money. Oh, let's see if we can get two. But if we get one, we're straight because we flipped it. We flipped home court and then we came to do what, you know, we got done what we came to do. And so if you're Portland, you're going home feeling pretty damn good. Now, it's a weird feeling because you just got popped pretty good in game two. But then the, the net result, to your point, is a, is a positive. Like we're going home. We feel really good about where we're at. Yeah, I'd rather get smacked after winning game one than getting smacked and going down. Oh, two. I mean, that's just, you know, simple math. I want to, we haven't talked since this is our first time talking. No, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. You know, I kind of really was, I, I was feeling myself with the Knicks, but I want to ask you, I want to get serious before we get to, to next Knicks tape talk real quick. Um, Donovan Mitchell, um, missing game one. And that was interesting because Donovan Mitchell during Sunday shoot around before the Utah jazz series, um, was talking about, he said that he was going to play, right? He said he was going to play, um, and, you know, against the Grizzlies, who, you know, is a very, who has a lot of fans in both of us. You know, we love the Grizzlies. Um, said he was going to play, and um, then there's a report by Tony Jones of The Athletic who, that says he is not going to play um, as a as a result of his injured ankle. Um, and then he comes out today. I want to read you a quote, Raja. He says, for me, for my team, I was definitely frustrated and upset that I wasn't able to play. I'm a competitor. I felt I was ready to go. I felt I was ready to go. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. That's not how it happened. I was ready to go when I spoke to the media after Sunday shoot around. And they came to the decision and that's what it was. There's frustration building, it seems like, in Utah and their star player right now. Um, there was already frustration before, like, the you know, before COVID hit, you know, with, with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. By and large, we all know that that's probably been squared away and they're good. But this is interesting, Raja. You don't want to ruffle your star player's feathers, especially, you know, it's tricky with injuries and injuries in the postseason. Usually when a star player 
wants to play, he ends up playing. What do you think about this, Roger? Do you think this is something that is there where there's smoke, there's fire, or we shouldn't chill on we shouldn't trip on this? Do you think that there's something there or not? I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna keep it a buck, Logan. I have I have real mixed emotions about this because on one hand, I wanna say, hey man, like chill. We don't need to really be harping on this, right? There mm-hmm. it's not it's not a big story. But on the other hand, that that rarely happens. It rarely it rarely happens, especially in the playoffs. I mean, in the regular season, that might happen, but during the playoffs, um, that rarely happens. It speaks to a lack of communication. Number mm-hmm. one, um, the fact that you guys weren't on the same page with that, and Donovan didn't know, and and then it, it speaks to really a disconnect between Donovan and the club when he's coming out after the miscommunication and making it public, that should be in-house conversation. That doesn't have to be anything that anyone needs to know. Even mm-hmm. if you are frustrated as Donovan Mitchell, if you, if you know, in my day, and maybe, maybe guys are different now, if you really care about that organization and your relationship is really healthy, it doesn't come out. Even if you are upset and and they, it got fucked up, like it doesn't come out and, and and get to our hands where we're talking about it on our pod. So I, I do think there's something there, Logan. I don't know to what degree. I have no sources inside that building. But at that's what a- point? At what point do you think? And this is all speculative because we don't like. I don't. I don't have sources in Utah like that. I leave that to Tony Jones of the Athletic. But I just don't know. Like, if it gets to the point where you're talking to the media. It didn't just start the night before you talk to the media. You get what I'm saying? Yes. This is this has to be a, a, a you know, it has to be a, at least a few week long process when this happens. Right, Roger? Because like you don't. OK, you get slighted once. OK, cool. We're keeping that in the house. Like, it, it, you know, it, things happen. But when it comes to the media and also a star player. If they're the only way that a star player or any player, for that matter, doesn't make a postseason game, they must be really hurt. And if a star player or a player wants to play in a postseason game, they play. That's why it's so weird to me. You're either you're either lying about the severity of his injury, right? Or or you guys fucked this up. I was not I was not Donovan Mitchell, nowhere near that that type of player, right? And I I I like tore calf muscles in in a series. And I missed two games in the East, I mean, the Western Conference Finals of 2006. And Aaron Nelson, um, who's in New Orleans right now as the head trainer, Mike Elliott, who is currently in Utah as the head trainer, um, they were they were our trainers, a head and assistant trainer. And I, there was no way that I wasn't playing in that game. Like they made me pass a little physical test, being able to hop around on dots, uh, bro. I faked the hell out of that shit. I could barely move. And and we got it. We got out there and we played and we limped around for, Bro, for didn't two Eric more Snow games. play with like a broken ankle in the fucking playoffs or something? Or in the, in the play with a broken foot or some shit? I think in, it was a broken this, thumb, maybe. Um he played something. with something broken, bro, and it was just and like CJ McCollum played with a broken back last year. You know, no. like players yeah, play. This is this is a stra- it is strange, Logan. I w- it yeah. is definitely strange that this man is saying he could play and the club didn't play him. Like and yeah. and you got your ass whooped in game one. So John Morant, out? real one. I, I want to say a quick thing on John Morant Dylan, because I was Dylan Brooks, real one. Both, oh, yeah, I love. Hey, I love this Memphis Grizzlies team. I think that they're on the verge. You know when you can see a team about to take that next step to be a contender. You could just see it. They're eighth seed. I, I remember when uh, OKC 
played the Lakers, and I know Joe is looking at me right now. He'll be on in a minute. Um, when the when the OKC played the Lakers in 2010, and they were AFC, and I'm not comparing like games. I'm comparing mindsets where they're just like they're not a young. They're a young team, but they don't act like a young team. John Morant is out for blood, and I was at the game, the Warriors uh, Memphis game on Friday night, and you could just see. John Morant. You could just see it in him. He went toe-to-toe with Steph and was like, I got this. Don't even trip. We going to we going to Salt Lake after this. We're not going back home. We're going to Salt Lake. And you could see it in his eyes in a playing game. Do or die all or nothing. I love this Memphis team. I really love this Memphis team. And I love the community of Memphis. Full disclosure, I uh, interned in Memphis right before I like really started getting traction in this industry. It's a very proud city. Very loves basketball. It's going to be rocking in Memphis if they can if they can just get back to that. We all saw grit and grind. This isn't quite grit and grind, but if they have a winner in Memphis, that's going to be special for not only Memphis but the league. Hey, if you know there there's some there's there's scary teams in the NBA. Um one is a team that that just doesn't know any better, right? They're yeah. good and they just don't know any better. And no one on that team knows any better. They don't. I They're love just it. out they're just out there hooping. And then you become like doubly as dangerous if you're a team that doesn't know any better. And now you've got game one, you're playing with house money in game two. Right? Because yes. they don't they don't know to like check it up and put it in neutral. We got one. We're going back to the crib. I'm not saying that they're gonna be they're so naive in a good way right now. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying they don't give a shit. They're gonna come out there and and play the same way. Like you know, I, I imagine Utah wins, but you become doubly as scary when you're that naive team that's Amen. now playing with house money. Listen, they had Utah on their heels and like even little stuff like I think it was Kyle Anderson who like kind of lightly touched Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gobert flops on the sideline. I never I've never seen anything like that before ever. I've never seen anything like that. That was wild. And I just. We got to get, get, get out of that. You got to get out of that. We got to get out of that flopping shit, man. Trying to get people thrown out of games for shit. Like, come on, man. Flopping, trying to get a foul is one thing, bro. But come on, man. I was just surprised. I've never seen anybody flop from the sidelines. You know, like I've seen people flop on the court. That's part. That's just part of the game, man. Like, it can't be egregious, but it's part of the game. I never seen anybody flop onto the stanchion from sidelines. I've never seen that happen. We don't got to get too much into it, but I say all that to say. (laughs) That Memphis is not here for the bullshit. They're ready to go. Okay. Memphis is a proud city. And that 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 team really exemplifies what Memphis is. And I love it. Um, let's take a quick break. Um, I wanted, I wanted to we're gonna get into Lakers talk and we're gonna talk about an East Coast team that I was a fan of. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. 
At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity, the unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. And we're back. That was well documented who my allegiance was as a child, Raja. You know, I was a Laker fan as a child. For about an hour and a half last, uh, was it Sunday? I was a Knicks fan. Mm-hmm. I liked the Knicks. I was mm-hmm. online looking for Tim's. I was looking for fitteds. It was orange and blue skies for about an hour and a half. And it got exemplified when R.J. Barrett dunked Oh. On the entire city of Atlanta. Mm. He did that. He did it. And almost shed a tear. Um, but this might, this Knicks Hawk series might be the best series of this first round, bro. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Trey Young, for everything that you want to say about Trey Young, for everything that you, you know, there's some valid points. What do you want to say on Trey Young? Whatever you want to say, the man has it. Did you see what he did in the garden? Yeah, it's pretty remarkable, man. That was, I mean, he's 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 a he's a tough cover. Um their team is a tough team to guard because they have mm-hmm. so many people um that can put it in the bucket. Um yeah. and they and they've got that floor spaced. I that environment was electric, man. Like it, it just You talked about like, the guard. Remember when Merrill was on, you guys yeah. both talked about the garden and I didn't really I didn't know I still don't quite know because I wasn't th- I haven't been there yet, but it just like like it was rocking like it was just they were ready. They they've seen this movie before, but they had to remind you what New York is. It re- it, re- it it yes, I mean certainly they haven't. I mean they got to remind you what playoff New York is. No one's seen that in a long time. But I, I for me sitting at home watching it, it hearkened me back to pre-COVID, what playoff atmospheres are supposed to look like. And I watched a lot of those games and none of them came across on TV from a, from from an arena perspective as really being like raucous playoff atmospheres. Now the games were good, some of them, and there was playoff atmosphere on the court in terms of physicality and you know the pace slowed down and what you're used to seeing out of playoff ball. But man, seeing seeing Spike on the sideline jumping up and down and going crazy, and the camera panning to the crowd every time something went it down. It looked like it was fucking thirty thousand people in that in that it, arena, bro. I it could have it was phenomenal. The back and forth between those two teams down the stretch. You wanted to be I, a New York Nick, didn't you? You didn't you want to be a New York Nick? I did want to be a Nick. I've, I I I don't hide that. I, a Nick yeah. and a Laker would have been two places I would have liked to have played. I, unfortunately for Knicks fans, and I've said this before. The prob- Alec Burks was phenomenal. Alec Burks, shout out Alec Burks, one of my young bucks, one of my rooks. I, co- I covered um, Alec Burks. Good dude. I covered yeah, him in, in the Golden State. Like Golden. I love, I love Alec Burks. Alec Burks is a good dude, man. Um, he was phenomenal. Uh, and, uh, what's the young boy's name? Emmanuel Quigley is is a is a nice story. Um, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is dope. I don't know that they have enough bucket getters down the stretch. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I. It's hard. I have for a me question to say, though, man. but like, yeah. like, let's be real though, Raza. Does it even matter right now, man? No, because no, no, the no, Knicks no, are no, there. No. It doesn't matter. No. They're playing well. They overachieved this year, bro. Like, it. Yeah. If they lose this series, it's not a. It's not an L on the season. You know, Absolutely like if they not. push this to seven. I think it's going to go seven games. But like, I say they lose this series, 
okay. This, you know, you got cap space. You're good. You know? Yeah, I Julius think Randle's right. a dude. I think you're right. Julius Randle's a bad man. I they just need there's a you know, there's a piece, there's a piece that they need to go with that. And RJ and D Rose, I don't know what it is, but I do trust, I do trust the brain trust in New York now to get that right. Yeah, yeah. So it's a series to look at. Now, let's get to where we're where we're um let's get to get to the shits. Sasha, I need you in here. Jomi, I need you in here. Um, we're here to talk Lakers, Phoenix Suns. It's time to roll. Um, now the Lakers, I see Jomi right now. He is in some sort of Zoom paradise right now. It is 10, 10 19 uh West Coast time. Somehow he's in the tropics. It's sunny, it's beautiful. Jomi, what's what's going on here, man? What are your feelings at this very moment after the Lakers? Got their ass kicked in Phoenix in Game One. Tell me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on the on the uh, on Game One. To quote one of the greatest artists of our generation, um, Stephen A. Smith, mm. the Lakers stink. <laughs> it's bad. It's just terrible basketball on Sunday. No disrespect to the Suns. Devin Booker, you know what a great coming out party for him. He showed out. He showed out. Real one. Chris Paul, you know, bad arm and all came out and gave his all. Jundra Ayton had had AD locked up in Alcatraz. Had that man in mm. prison. Right? But, I mean, aside from LeBron, nobody really showed up for the Lakers on Sunday. Again, AD was non-existent. I don't even get me started on Drummond and Schroeder. Don't even like wait, we, wait, hold we that don't have enough time. Hold that thought because <laughs> you put it, you made a great point. Now we have Sasha Mack, our producer. She, she's here to talk about Drummond and Schroeder. What are your thoughts on Drummond and Schroeder in game one? I would say it's the ugliest pick and roll in the league. I would say we're holding out one of the most beautiful players in the league, Marcus Soule, <laughs> for the absolute ugliest game in the league, Andre in the league, Andre Drummond. What do we think? Ugliest game in the league? I mean, I think in the Kaminsky brothers, they said something like this where his mistakes just look worse than everybody else's mistakes. <laughs> so you know, bad. like he's fumbling the ball around. Like it looks like he doesn't know how to play he, basketball again, sometimes. I'm saying the butteriest fingers in the league. Andre Drummond has the butteriest fingers in the league. Is, is it like I'm, a, I'm standing by that. He, I mean, okay. they're probably eating popcorn on a bench, you know what I'm saying? You can't wipe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they ain't got wet wipes down he's there. He's buttering pans. Right. He's baking cakes. He's buttering some pans. It's really he bad. He has All the right. butteriest fingers. Anyway. Rah, rah. <laughs> now, we're talking about... the. We're going to get to the Lakers. We're going to talk a lot of Lakers in this thing. Yeah. But I want to get your perspective because you are a Phoenix Sun for life. Contrary to what the timeline says... Yes, correct. <laughs> what did it feel like for you to see Phoenix rocking? Because we know this, right? We know that there's a great crowd in Phoenix when Phoenix is good. It's an even greater crowd when they're playing the Lakers and that beat LA is roaring. How was it for you to see Lakers' sons and Phoenix come out? No, that took me back. 
I, it took me back and they were, they were up in the crowd, you know, when the crowd was going crazy and it, it took me back to, you know, 06, 07, some of those rivalries we had with the Lakers and Kobe and Lamar. And, and, you know, it was just, it was great to see the crowd back. It's a phenomenal, I talk about it all the time, a phenomenal place uh, to play basketball uh, and to be when the suns are good um, mm -hmm. and when the suns are relevant. And it's great to see that again. And the suns were, they were great. They, they came out, um, and they were they were the hungrier, more focused, more aggressive team. They looked like a team that wanted that more. It meant more to them, at least in that one game scenario, uh, than it did to the Lakers. And that was cool to watch. Now, speak on Devin Booker, please. Speak on oh, Devin Booker. Put some yes. respect. Put some respect. Yeah, he's a problem. We gotta. We have to. He, he's an absolute man. problem. He, he's but he's he's been one for for years. And you know, we said, you know, we said that this this playoff you know, uh, uh, experience thing. It's a, it's a real thing at times. He, he, he's not going to have a problem with it. He, uh, they were sending doubles at that man up high, like at half court, trying to get the ball out of his hands. Um, and he just, but the passing has been phenomenal. No, he's a, he's a player. Like he's a bucket, but he's a real, he's a player and he knows how to handle himself. He's seen all of those situations before. That's something that he faces, you know, from night to night against different teams in the NBA. So you're not going to throw anything at him defensively that's going to stymie him. And and the Suns just got a lot of, you know, I, they got a lot of real dudes over there. Mikhail Bridges, real real one. Um, um, official real yeah, one. Official real official one. Real one. <laughs> shout out, shout out Mikhael Bridges Jay, for coming on the Jay, show. Jay, Jay Crowder. Real one. What's the youngin from um from from Murray State from Chris, a few years? Chris Johnson. Is that Chris nah, Johnson? No, nah, no, nah, no. The 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 backup PG oh, who was out of the league campaign. and has resurrected it. Like they they got a lot of pieces, man. They are just, they're tough. I want to say, even with that being said, and I'm going to go to the Laker contingency after I say this. Even with all that being said, the Lakers still should have and could have won that game if one Anthony Davis just wakes up out of bed and just gives us a light. 28 and 15, you know, if he doesn't get shut down tired by, but yeah, I'm gonna get to you in a second, Sasha Mack. I'm tired of him saying that he's taking responsibility for it after the game. Take responsibility for it during the game. <laughs> How are you feeling well, during that time? Sasha Mack, how were you feeling during the time when he was, when he, when DeAndre Aiden was taking his lunch? How did you feel? It's the opposite of how it, it, it's literally like you're in like the backwards tenant world. It's like the opposite of how it's supposed to be. Like time is running backwards. Like what is going on here? And I'm just, I, I just have to say, I'm a little, I'm a little tired of the attitude. I'm really tired of the attitude of the like, I'm going to take responsibility for it post game. That's on me. That's on me. We know we watched it. We were there and we saw it. And we just prefer that you make that realization like, two hours ago. Well, for me, it's not even that. It's the fact that, like, I think before the series, he said something to the effect of, I've got nothing to prove. To, I've got nothing to prove. And uh, I don't know if Anthony Davis has seen the TL. They're calling you a Disney, my guy. <laughs> They're frying you. You you have something to prove to everybody. They're calling you Bubble Boy out here in these streets. Is that what you want? No. Okay. Right, you have something to prove to That's a lot of people. Now so we're gonna get that mindset out of there. Now, Raja, this is gonna it has come full circle to you, bro. Now yeah. you have said this since since we started this podcast. Yeah. And I was even surprised when you first said it. You were saying that A D is not a number one. It's not. You said I, that, and I'm like, Are you serious? Are you yeah. kidding me? 
What are you talking about? He was my MVP pick this year. What do you mean? Now, Raja, after you see that performance, what's your response? I, I, my response is what it always is when it comes to AD. I, I know how gifted and talented he is. There's no questioning that. I, I never question that. I question whether or not uh, this, this, this sums it up for me. The fact that a Laker fan would have to worry in a situation where all the chips are on the line. If you have to, in your mind somewhere, worry about whether you're going to get the good AD or the bad AD, that's all I need to say. You don't worry about that with LeBron. You, you never worried about that with Allen Iverson. You never worried about that with D Wade. You never worried about that with MJ. Those guys are coming. You, even if they don't perform, you didn't worry about them not coming to perform. Mm. And that's a worry mm-hmm. with AD. And yeah. it's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, it's played itself out. Now, I'm not saying that he won't bounce back and be great in game two and, and all of that. But the fact that you have to worry if he's going to show up or not in games like that, it, it I think, takes him out of the true number one on a championship-level team conversation for me. I fully expect him to get, like, 30 and 20, bro. I fully expect the Lakers to win game two. I don't even I don't think that's a question. Two things came to mind. When um, I watched I watched this uh, performance from AD, it was two scenarios that came to mind, one of which might cause Jomi some pain, one of which, example, was Pau Gasol in the 2011 playoffs. I don't know what happened to Pau Gasol in the 2011 playoffs. Oh I hope he is okay from that. Um, it was that that came to mind, and I hope that's not the case for AD's sake. And then another thing came to mind. It was, uh, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think I believe it was the I think it was the 87 finals against the Boston Celtics after the Memorial Day massacre after this the Boston Celtics took his lunch. And then Kareem went to work. He systematically demolished the Boston Celtics. Now I'm hoping AD turns into Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and not 2011 Pau Gasol. Me too. Do you think that that happens, Jomi, and then Sasha Mack? What do you think, Jomi? Here's the thing. I think I think that's possible, but we're going to need to see some changes, especially in the starting lineup, right? Mm. Mark Gasol needs to start. And in like AD, it's it's part of helping AD, right? But also just get the offense moving. Yes. You know what I mean? Mark Gasol's a phenomenal passer. You know, you get those back cuts with LeBron and KCP. And then it takes, because mm. they're having Jay Crowder guard Anthony Davis, which, by the way, is not a thing that should stop AD from dominating, right? Like, that is not something that should work. But for whatever reason, they're doing it because it's working, which doesn't make any sense. You take the problem with AD. Allow me to interject. Allow me to interject real quick. I want you to keep your train of thought. If, if you're going to put Jay Crowder on Anthony Davis – and he does not take his ass somewhere down near that block. Thank you. And punish that mm. six five wing player over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. We got a problem, Houston. We got a problem. So here's mm. the problem, though. Drummond occupies that same space, right? So you've got AD and Drummond in the paint, right? That doesn't. That's not conducive to getting to the basket. That pulls AD. He's shooting all them fall away eighteen footers. You know what I'm saying over Drake Cowder? Mm. You put in Marcus Salt. Marcus Salt camps top of the key. You top bring Aiden out. 
they've got to they've got to live with AD in the dunker spot with Jay Carter. That's a mismatch. That's a bucket every night. He sounds like an right? AAU coach, doesn't he? Doesn't he sound like, like AAU coach? I like, I like where he's coach at. energy. I it's, like where it's, he's it's at. Just, but, but what he's taking not, what he's taking for granted, like what he's what he's just like penciling in, is that AD is going to do that. Like that oh, he's going to be a willing participant in that. I hope he is. But that's what we're we got. <laughs> we're assuming his brain, like he's here to play. Okay. We're assuming right, Andy Davis right, is here right, to play. All right. right. Well, it's just like the Schroeder, KCP, LeBron, AD, Gasol lineup is the Lakers' best lineup by by miles. I would put Caruso in there like, instead of Schroeder. That's the highest net rating lineup. Man, uh, minimum 60, 60 minutes. Shout out to Pick Up Hoop on Twitter for that mm. stat. But that is the lineup that they should at least start with. You know what I'm saying? Get the offense rolling. Get AD rolling. We know, we, like you say, we know bronze coming to play, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's all you need. It's it's simple. The stats back it up. The eye test backs it up. Drummond can't be out there with AD. If you want to see prime AD, AD scored forty two points on this same team. We saw it two weeks ago. We we've seen it. We've seen it. <laughs> he had forty two and twelve. <laughs> Right, playing center for a lot of that game. We know he can dominate this team. We just, Sasha, yeah, we just got to see something different. We just final, see something different. Why is Vogel playing? Final words on on this series, and then we're gonna go to predictions, bro. I, I'm just wondering why Vogel is playing. Yeah, I don't know. Why, why like, is Vogel cat? Like, what's he doing? Why is Vogel cat? Yes, not? yeah, vibes. Vo- you know, no coaching, just vibes. vibes. Just I just up. feel like. <laughs> Actually, that's the only explanation. Because if you watch the games, if you watch Laker games, for whatever reason, when Drummond leaves the floor, the offense moves better. Huh? They're Uh better defensively. Uh huh. And actually, that when Marcus All comes in, he immediately makes a three, and then he has an assist. What is is that? But for whatever reason, Andre has to start. He's got in the game on the in the Warriors game. Andre played like what? 16 minutes, AD played that whole fourth, or the whole, actually, he played the whole second half, played like 16 minutes at center. You know what I'm saying? And the Lakers came back down 13 and a half to beat Steph Curry and the Warriors, mm. right? We know when it's game time, when it's time to win, they put AD at the five. I'm just saying, skip all that, right? When AD's on the floor without Marcus All, don't put Drummond, have him be the lone big. That's it. Aside from Marcus, we're Saul, playing that's it. politics, not basketball. Mm. What okay. I I trust Vogel to make the adjustment though. He did it in the bubble last year. Me too. We'll see, but I trust Vogel to make an adjustment. So we'll see. We'll see. Also, we were like losing and getting killed and looking like, pardon me, fucking idiots out there, and all the new all the new guys who haven't done shit for the Lakers. Are laughing. Oh, Palin. Oh, oh, laughing on the bench. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh. this is hilarious. Sasha, Sasha, it's, it's a game. It's, it's a game. Hell. It's all right. It's a game. It's no, right. I'm sorry. Right. No, not when you're losing nah, like that. Okay. I'm with you, Sasha. And everybody I'm has with a you, bad Sasha. attitude. We're, we need to be. Thank you, Roger. I want to see gr- the only actual NBA player here who's played a, professional <laughs> sports. We ain't going to be over there catting off and having a good time while we're getting smacked. We ain't going to be doing that. Nope. You go Schroeder's right. throwing He's the right. ball off Drummond's shin and then nope. going and, and laughing. Ooh, ha, ha, ha. THC was laughing? THC was laughing, Joe? First of all, don't don't put his name in your mouth. Take his name out your mouth. <laughs> all right? Stop that. Stop it. that. All right? He, he, he got a layup. And that was a fire layup. Was like, that was a great layup. And coach was like, you good. We're done. You can, you can hang out. All you, right. Ben McLemore, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Mark, Mark Gasol, that was playing backgammon on the bench, getting no run <laughs> in the second half. Hey. <laughs> now let's get to predictions really quickly, yo. Okay. Right. We're not going to talk. We, so you just going to skip over with the Clippers? We, no, we that's part of our predictions. Oh. The predictions are playing. The, the Clippers are playing tomorrow, so you can get that I'm in the here. predictions. Oh, we got go. it, right? that's, that here. was the last prediction. We can get to that in a second. All right, man. We got Celtics uh, Nets going on. Um, it's a wash. Nets. Who's our prediction for Lakers Suns? Raja, go ahead. Oh, do, do, <laughs> do I, yeah, Raja. Do I do I want to clear my name in, in Phoenix? Um, I'll take the Suns. Oh, I like it. I got the Lakers. Like to clarify, uh, you can't see Raja on the Zoom. But he, he threw a wink in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like a nice heavy wink. Yeah. You know, I so think, he's, oh, all right, let me, oh, can I, can I put a caveat in no, that? The, no, no, the fuck I can't. You, can. you did what you did. Do you want to go to Sky Harbor or not? Do you want to go to Sky Harbor or not? I'll take all the right. Suns. <laughs> Joey, who are you picking? Oh, I got the Lakers tomorrow by double digits. Mm. Oh. Mm. Double digits. Double mm. digits. Yeah. That's, yeah, bro, right. gonna show up. AD going to show up. All right. D- defending chance, baby. Now, Joey, I saved this for the last. I saved this matchup for last. The last thing we talk about in this podcast because I knew that you were going to be here. <laughs> Says it all. The tickets are as low as $56 to get into Staples Center for the Clippers and Mavericks game two. Um, Luca just balled out in game one. The Mavericks are up 1 0. Now, I'm going to go first. I, I'm going to go pick the Clippers to win game two. I'm going to pick the Clippers to win game two. Ra-Ra, who you got? Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a good, solid pick. I'm going to go with you with the Clippers to win game two. Um, I, Luke is phenomenal, but I don't, I don't know that you're going to, I don't know that you're going to pull out two. I hope on the, the Clippers win game two. I really do. <laughs> I hope that the Clippers win game two. You know how I feel about the Clippers. Joe, me, the floor is yours, my man. I am going to, you know, be sensible and pick the Clippers in game two. I don't think Kawhi. I'm sensing a rant out of you, though. I'm sensing a rant out of you. Here's what I'm going to say, right? Here's all I'm going to say. If game two comes around and, you know, regardless of what happens, the Clippers Clippers lose, it's it's going to be, you know, no holds barred on the TL. Mm. We're getting these jokes off. Because here's my thing, right? And I think this is like a bigger conversation, maybe for later in the playoffs. But Paul George hasn't been great in the playoffs for a couple years, right? Like, every time, like, it's the, the lights are big, you know, and you need a big Paul George performance, he doesn't show up, right? And mm. we make jokes, and people say, oh, man, why are y'all disrespecting Paul George? Look at what he did in the regular season. Bro, I'm not here for that, mm. right? I'm not here for any of that. Mm. Like, do you, like, did you forget? him shooting off the side of the backboard last year? Mm. Did you forget a couple years ago when he had six points when him and uh, Carmelo totaled for 13 points and Russell Westbrook had 46? Right? Like, this is not... Uh, this is a thing that continually happens. Don't embarrass yourself on the timeline defending Paul George. Unless you're his family. I get it. I would defend my 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 cousin, my cousin too. But like, hey, man, if you're not related to Paul George and I'm getting these jokes off, please don't be Joey, don't be hurt. I have a question for you. <laughs> I have a question for yes. you. Does Los yes. Angeles claim Palmdale? Does Los Angeles... What kind of... Huh. What? Is the moon a planet? 
<laughs> is McDonald's Burger King? Hell no, we don't claim Palmdale. Palmdale, Riverside. Man, man you got to take the 91. To, if you got to take the 91 anywhere, it's not Los Angeles. What are you talking about? Palmdale, get out of here. Look at Palmdale. What's wrong with you? No way. Palmdale is Palmdale. On that note, that has been another edition of the Real Woods Podcast. <laughs> What's more LA? What's more LA? Palmdale or Bakersfield? That's, Unmute yourself. Yeah. I, that's that's impossible. Mm. Like it, it it like I would doubt yeah, Bakersfield, not nah, no, nah, neither. No, no, no. The farthest you could claim LA, I think, is probably Ooh. Artesia? Damn. You know? Okay. If you like uh, Artesia, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm LA. But like, all right, cool, cool, cool. You can you can have that. But nah, okay. if you again, if you got to take the 91 somewhere, nah, it's, you you finished. Word. There's no way. Okay. So that was another edition of the Real Ones Pod. Thank you, Jomi. Thank you, producer Sasha Mack. Helps us all the time. Um, every episode, she is the queen of the board. She holds us in check. She is the reason why we move. Um, thank you to thank you to Jomi. Thank you to Barf. Um, we will see you guys on Thursday. Make sure you check out Ringer NBA on all social platforms. Make sure you check out every NBA uh, podcast that we have on the Ringer NBA feed. That's group chat. That is the mismatch. That is the answer with Sirit Sohi, group chat, who has a newest edition with Big Waz. Also, make sure you check out oh, um, Black Girl Songbook. It's on hiatus, but you can still check it out. Who's that with? Raja Bell. Yeah, that's town legend. Daniel Smith. And you can also check out R2. C2 with who? Raja Bell. Another legend of Vallejo, CC Sabathia. Make sure you check out everything on the rules. Make sure you check out 60 songs that define the 90s with Rob Porvella. Make sure you check out the Ringer Music Show with Charles Holmes. Make sure you check out all the Ringer mu- the Ringer verse with Mallory, Van, and maybe Jomi. Also, we're putting together a little Mad Hooper Mondays. We're just recording late. You know, it's we want to hear your we want to hear your voices. So make sure you leave us a voicemail at 510-469-0294. Tell us, tell why, us you why, why you mad. Tell us tell why, us you're, why mad. you're mad. We'll see you Thursday, and we will hear you and all your mad hoopers on Mad Hooper Monday. See ya. Peace.